everyone. We're back with another episode of the Young and Foolish podcast. And this week, it's going to be Lorenzo and me. We do not have Raymond with us. And we're going to talk about a topic that is very much related to our experience Lorenzo and I have shared relatively recently. And that is the topic of live music. And uh, the reason why we're talking about that today is because we went to the weekend's concert late August. And um, yeah, it just seems fitting that we talk about this uh, very interesting topic. So I guess why don't we start off there with the weekend's uh, concert. Most beautiful thing I've ever seen and heard. It was crazy. So good. So good. Um, I mean, man, as soon as Mike Dean came out, I knew it was going to be crazy. But um, Kate Trinata, I kind of fell asleep for a little bit, not going to lie. And then the weekend, that was that was powerful, man. That was something else, bro. What a performance! Yeah, I, I really think that's the best live vocal performance I've uh, I've witnessed. And obviously, he's a pretty good performer overall as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've been to other concerts, and we'll get into that as well. But like, I've been to ones where they have more kind of in terms of props and dancers and those type of uh, more of a performance and theatrics mm-hmm. and those type of things. And I've also been to concerts where it's fully about the music very much, you know, uh, maybe just the Not singer with the instruments, maybe yeah. a band just completely, you know, about the music. And like you said, not not really theatrical at all. Mm-hmm. But The weekend a really nice balance of both, right? Yeah. His uh, vocal performance, like I said, was just phenomenal. And... Um, the overall performance, the stage, the props, everything still looked really good. The lighting, and uh, one of the really cool things is we were talking about it actually uh, even before it, it happened. Like the thing that we got right away when we entered, like the little bracelet thing. So like, hey, yo, how do you turn this on? Oh yeah. Thing at some yeah. point, I'm like, maybe it's remote controlled, and they're gonna turn it yeah, on for dude. us. Yeah, that was, that was so cool. Honestly, that, when they actually happened, and it turned out that that is how they were gonna do it, it's just like, whoa. Yeah. And uh, it's nice also that they waited until so late in the weekend set to do it because it didn't overstay its welcome, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it's exactly. such um, it, it kind of. It, it it was really beautiful, but to have that constantly going throughout the whole performance, it would definitely take away from it later on, mm-hmm. especially from the other th- things that are happening, like the lights and the pyrotechnics. So it's, I think it, it was uh, very nice that they kind of kept it near the end. I almost forgot about it, to be honest, by the yeah. time it popped up. Yeah, you really and, didn't uh, just forget about it. Uh-huh. The way that it was, you know, obviously linked up to moments of the song and then certain, yeah. with certain songs, as like to the beat and like, it was just really uh, cleverly done. Yeah, and they would yeah. like flash at different rates and whatnot. I noticed yeah. that too. They had different colors too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was just pretty cool. And once it happened, it wasn't just about how cool it looked, but it was about how the way everyone reacted, right? The yeah. way the energy kind of changed, the way that everyone was kind of, uh, you know, putting putting their hand, their wrist up in the air, and and just going with it and really having fun with it. Yeah, so yeah, it was just. It was a cool way to do some audience interaction in a stadium, like yeah. you say, place. That's literally the biggest stadium in like Vancouver, right? It's uh, biggest in Western Canada. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure. I mean, it's uh, there. It's where the twenty twenty six World Cup is gonna be. Well, some games are gonna well, be held there. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be like the finals or nothing. Definitely not. Imagine. Yeah. 
was mm-hmm. sold out at, at that big of a stadium. Yeah. Very impressive. Mm-hmm, very. Do you have any idea how many people that think seats at all? Obviously, did they didn't use a big portion it. of it just because of the way the performances. It's like the whole I mean, that, area, obviously. That, that is true, but at the same time, they have so much in the floor seating. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It, it, it probably went a long ways to make up for that. Yeah. And also, in some other like sporting events, the the kind of, I guess, bleachers things in the lower setting wouldn't be pulled out, right? So for this concert, those were mm. all pulled out, and the floor seating were also there. So, yeah, even though there's one side like behind the stage that's not used, the rest definitely more than makes up for it, right? Yeah, very true, very true. Mm-hmm. Speaking about the floor seats, I heard that they got an NFT. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. That's what my sister told me. She told me they got like a... Let me turn my mic switch <laughs> facing me. Apparently they got like a little ticket with an NFT on it. And I guess it was so hot a lot of people were fanning themselves with the NFT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't... Did it was boiling in there. Yeah, it was uh, it was stuffy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't unbearable either, though. It wasn't unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, like, even in the beginning, they already set up with, like, the smoke machine type thing. Yeah. With, with the, right, and by the end, well, not by the end, but by the time that the, the weekend really came on, it was already completely, like, uh, fully, you know, like you can't really see the other side clearly, you know what I mean? Because of the yeah, it was the smoke so they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like they were kind of setting that, up the atmosphere like that. That's the one thing. From our seats, it was a little difficult. I think with all the smoke and all the stuff, it was a little difficult sometimes to get a clear view of what was happening on the stage. But the TVs went a long way to help with that. So it was all right. Yeah. I mean, I think from a lot of angles, it's just difficult to see yeah. the, what's happening on the stage. Right, because that's on the very other side, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst one was definitely whoever was sitting in front of the moon. That oh, must yeah. have been the worst. Yeah. And the thing that they didn't even use the moon for anything; it was just there. Yeah, as a it's prompt. just the moon. Like, it's yeah. Just the moon. yeah, I was. Uh, that's that pretty was, funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it was swinging at one point, right? I'm not just dreaming that up. It was, was it really a little bit? Um, like, okay, maybe slightly. It like, wasn't anything it was major, like, though. Oh no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It was like. Like, I, I saw, I, I think I saw it swinging from, you know how there was, like, that little smaller stage right under the moon? Mm-hmm. I swear I saw it sing, swinging from, like, right in front of it to, like, the middle of it, and I was like, yo, what are they doing oh, with okay. that? okay. That's I possible. Think so. I, I think that's possible. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I'm not uh, sure, though. Yeah. I, yeah, the NFT part, I didn't know, because I wasn't the one who bought the tickets, right? So I wasn't really the one yeah. choosing the seats or looking at different packages oh, yeah, the things, yeah. or any of that, right? So, yeah, uh, I guess it's cool. <laughs> Don't really yeah. know much about NFTs, not not really into it, so. <laughs> hey, man, soon, soon. They'll be everywhere, bro, trust. But you know what? I think it's Snoop Dogg talking about it the other day. So that's pretty interesting, because he owns Death Row. So uh, he could do stuff with his label for it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, okay. I That was like my first time being in such a big stadium with like the, the sort of sort of sound setup they, that they had. Mm-hmm. Right? It's different, bro. You can't replicate that with anything else. That's true. 
Absolutely you really can't, true. You really yeah. can't get that listening experience anywhere else except with those massive speakers in such a huge arena. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, the acoustics are decent as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I think the building is, you know, built well, decently yeah. for, for concerts. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, when the synth first kicked in for Mike Dean, when he started playing the beginning echo, I think mm-hmm. it's called. Dude, like at first I thought they were doing like a sound test because I didn't really recognize them. The screen hadn't really turned on yet or I hadn't been paying attention to it, one of the two. And that synth hits. I'm like, okay, wait, what's going on? I look in the middle. I see like an older gentleman mm-hmm. in the middle. I'm like, oh, wait a second. And then the second hit, synth hits and it's like, okay, I know who this is 100%. <laughs> No, he yeah. was he you, was actually very good. Yeah. What did you think of him? What are your opinions on Mike Dean? Have you listened to any of his uh, stuff since? Uh just a little bit. Uh, not not much. Yeah, I don't really listen to that style of music overall. Yeah. Right. But he he was it was, like his stuff were good and live it was definitely like even like better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Cause he actually goes pretty hard with some of the some of the melodies that, that he would play, right? So it wasn't just like beats, it wasn't just like um, like all those all those effects and you know all, all the stuff that people would use in, in that style of music. Like he actually, you know, like some of the stuff that's playing, it sounded like a classic rock guitar solo, right? Like like mm, he went yeah. hard in, in many of those other ways. That's why I really liked it, right? I think mm-hmm. if it was more, you know, I don't know, just about the beats and stuff like that, I don't think I would appreciate it nearly as much. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what did you think of uh, Kate the second opener? No, I, I don't. I don't like him. Uh, I did not know anything about this guy before, and it's while like, I was listening to it, like it, it just wasn't. Just wasn't yeah, good. I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, I did fall asleep, so I wasn't all that engaged, but a yeah. lot of that had to do with just the fact that I was so sleep-deprived. <laughs> um, and also, it, it, it sort of came at a bad time after Mike Dean, because, like, Mike Dean got me real hyped. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, a natural sort of come down and arousal there, that right when Kate Renata was coming on. And compared to what Mike Dean was playing, there, was just, there just wasn't anything that was quite as impactful, you know, mm. at least for me. So, yeah. Um I would also say that like I didn't like him like the music part, but I also didn't really like the way the performance was set up. I, you know it, what? I, it I was, didn't mind it. It was just him in a little I don't know small little DJ thing, and then he was just dancing. That's and true. Then I they mean, just even had some screen yeah. stuff. Like I don't know, man. I feel like it, it, it could wasn't be yeah. more than that. Yeah, at least Mike Dean had like some really cool um, lights going on with him. Man, that one time when like the green lights kind of like converged out over the top yeah, of him and made like exactly. a little pyramid over him. Ooh, and, and, he, and his setup was like a circle, right? He had a lot of different equipments there. Yeah, he had a little circle. Yeah, apparently it was well. all live. Well, not all live, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a guitar there, and he actually played that. He also had like yeah. the, the keyboard stuff. So like his setup and everything, like that, that was good, right? Because it's you're you're really seeing the process happening live in front of you. You're seeing a lot of different equipments there. The lighting, like you're saying, was really cool, and also he just sounded better to me, <laughs> right? Yeah. But but you know the the second guy like nah, 
there isn't a single aspect about him that really, that really, you know, made me like him. So I was not really uh, into him at all. But I like, you know, I like his energy. Like the performer, like okay, I, his dancing okay, yeah. was nice. His dancing was nice, and he, he seemed enthusiastic. Yeah, he, he had about energy. It. Yeah, he had energy. He committed to to the dancing he was doing. Yeah. It was just like that was the only thing, right? And it, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, some of the beats were redeemable, but it, there just wasn't enough going on. I feel almost, you know, it was just sort of like felt a little one dimensional at times and kind of repetitive. Not a little repetitive. I don't know. I mean, you know, if you're gonna like, be between Mike Dean and The Weeknd in that big of a stadium, and that's all you bring, like honestly, you know, that that's just not enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Likewise, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think that summarizes my thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your favorite part about The Weeknd performance, though? Uh, I think. There's a couple things that really stood out. I would say uh, Kyle, my name, and Starboy. Those really? were really good. Yeah, I, I think the energy and the way it was built up was really good. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, that's so interesting because to me, even though I, I quite enjoyed those parts too, mm-hmm. uh, they're not the parts of the show that I remember. You know what I mean? Uh, like for me, it's like I remember the party. Oh. Uh, from Kiss Line at the Party Monster. Yo, yeah, holy yeah. Moly. yeah, I yeah. remember you going just ballistic at, at that point. Yes, sir. Like, hey, man. Dude, <laughs> I couldn't believe he was playing Kiss Line, bro. I couldn't believe he was playing Kiss Line. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. I thought there was no shot he was going to put it on. And I mean, it goes to show because, like, every other album had more representation than Kiss Line. Um, and he could have easily just not put that one song in because it was pretty small as well, anyways. Mm-hmm. And I actually found it interesting because he only, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, he only did the first half of uh, Kissland. Uh, yeah. If he's going to uh, play any yeah. half of Kissland, then I thought he would play the second half. Or at least if he's going to do the first half, I would expect the second half as well. Okay. Um, but even though he only did the first half, oh man, I just thought I don't know if that was the coolest, man. It's too good. As soon as yeah. I saw a little owl pop up on the screen, I'm like, this is it. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment nine years, bro. Nine years. I remember being like 12 and watching the, the MTV had like a Road to Kiss 9 documentary or whatever. Yeah. Way back when, leading up to the release. I remember yeah. I really got into like trilogy before that, mm-hmm. right as that was happening. Uh, and then I was just so excited for Kiss 9. I remember watching all the music videos when they came out and shit. Yeah. I was like a little 12 year old, crazy. Yeah, other good one was uh, Save Your Tears. Oh, yeah, that one was nice. Yeah. Mm hmm. That was really good. What other ones? I mean, the opening. I've been listening to like a pretty decent remake of it um, yeah. on YouTube a lot. But um, the opening, Alone Again, Into Gasoline, so good. Uh, Especially yeah. with like the edits that they make to the songs, right? Because he wasn't just performing the songs straight up. It was like the songs, usually with a lot of synths added. Okay. A lot of, uh, a lot of the remakes I've seen on YouTube call it like Mike Dean. And I'm pretty sure Mike Dean probably had a hand in it because a lot of the synths... Seem yeah. like the sort of stuff Mike Dean would do. Yeah. Um, plus, Mike Dean's been talking about how he's enjoyed working with The Weeknd so much yeah. as he's been touring with him. So, yeah, dude, Mike Dean, too good. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why uh, Kyle, my name, stood out for me was because for most of the concert, we were, like, we were up and not even just like standing up, but like dancing as well and moving to the music. But yeah. for, the, for that song, like, right when it was really kind of. 
uh, go to like the main chorus part. You know, I was sitting down. I was just yeah. I was observer of everything happening around me as well as the performance, right? So I think that's one of the one of the reason why it stood out、mm-hmm. to me as well. Yeah. Well,、uh, so just the fact that you were kind of like an observer during that moment. Yeah, like、uh, for the other thing, you know, you're up, you you know, you're engaged, you're doing all these things, you're、mm-hmm. kind of being a part of it, right? But at that time, it was just a different kind of experience, right? You're there, you're alive, but you're kind of just witnessing everything happening around like you, like a third person, as, like a yeah, third party almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and so、mm, so you、yeah. felt the energy in a different way, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I was pretty much engaged throughout the whole thing. To be honest, man, I don't think I ever took the chance to do that. But that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, any any anything you dislike about it at all? Not really. Like, honestly, that was a very good concert. Yeah.、Uh, honestly. Except for obviously the second opener, <laughs> but but the actual main part and even you know like the you know、uh, kicking things off like it was all really good, and honestly we were very lucky to to be there and、uh, seeing that because obviously with what happened with Rogers in Canada,、uh, the the concert in Toronto was canceled. Oh、right? yeah, we got lucky. And then you just sent me、uh, like yesterday or something like that. About how、yeah. he had to cancel a concert right after kind of like LA, the, the beginning part in L.A. Damn yeah. Yeah, in L.A. Top. <laughs> yeah, so they're talking、yeah. about huge cities, right?、Uh, with、uh, lots of fans going or was gonna go or whatever, and and not getting to have that experience, right? So because of those things,、mm-hmm. it kind of almost made it more special. Like okay, it was it was great, but other people actually didn't get to experience it, even though you know it was supposed to happen. So, it's such a、uh, show, yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine missing out on that. That's so tough. Yeah. Yeah. I think I watched the video of him talking on stage when he lost his voice, and he, I think he said he was going to try to make the concert or something like that. But、mm. yeah, just wild. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. I just like about it, but yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I think a lot of music in、uh, in a stadium setting like that is also just completely different. Than, you know, live music in other settings.、Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and we'll we'll get into the, some other settings, but before that, if there's any other concerts that are memorable that you want to talk about, uh, you know, concerts in in stadiums and like that, and what you liked about it. Stadiums. Ah,、yeah. uh, what's that? What's what's that one? Not really a stadium, but what's the one concert venue at the Peony when you're the Peony? Near Peony. Oh, I'm not sure about that one. What is it called? Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. There's obviously Rogers Arena. There's Queen Elizabeth Theater. There's Vogue, right? Then there's the、uh, the Thunderbird, you know, like UBC, like uh, I I don't really know one near Peony. Like I know where it is. I just don't. I just don't know the name. Pacific Coliseum. Yeah, that might be it. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the only other name that comes up. I think that might be the. I, I can't remember. It's been it's been so long. But I mean,、yeah. I went there for two. I think the two last Brock Anthem concerts because they they've done three around here.、Mm. I think they've all been at the same spot, but I'm not too sure about the first one that I didn't go to. 
Um, but I went there twice, and it was really good. I thought it was a fantastic performance. Um, but it doesn't hold a candle to the weekend. <laughs> nowhere even, uh, nowhere even close. Yeah. Holy shit! And I mean, the Brockhampton was pretty good. I thought they had some really good set design <laughs> until I was on the weekend. I was like, yo, this okay. is like a step up. This is this is yeah. some like next level stuff. Yeah. So I don't. I haven't been to that many like big concerts like that, right? I've been to three in total, but all three I've been to were just incredible. You know, I can't, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty particular in, in the ones I pick, right? So the first one I've been to was in 2017. Uh, John Mayer, I went with Daniel, who has been on this podcast. And he was actually going to go to the weekend with us. He's the one who bought the tickets, but he had to cancel, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, I went to see John Mayer with him. And uh, it was, it was just, it, it was incredible. Because that was the one that was really just about the music, right? Mm-hmm. And he played, obviously, songs from uh, the album Search for Everything. But also some of his classic stuff, much like you know how the weekend did, right? But like some part of just him with like guitar, then he also had a part where it's him and like the band, right? So every part of it is just really good. The music is really good, and obviously with John Mayer, like you go for uh, the the songwriting and the guitar playing, right? So uh, most of the people there were fans are. Like, really just focus on his music, right? But really, a lot of people don't really listen to or have as, you know, much experience of uh, hearing his music as the the stuff he would do with band, right? With his band and in that type of setting. And when he did that section of the show, like, that was was, just so good. Mm -hmm. Because, honestly, the groove, it, it just... That type of groove, it's just so hard to come by, right? And it just everything just feels so everything just so tight. Uh, it just you're just so, so wild, and it happening live, right in front of you, right? That's it's, you know, that makes it even more special. Because yeah. even when you're just hearing like, like back in the day, there's some bands who who would have stuff like that, right? Uh, what's a band? Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, that, that's a good band, you know, yeah, they, they got yeah. great groove, great vibe, right, but nowadays it's hard to find popular artists who are that good in, in the band setting, or really popular bands that are actually just that good, right, that you don't really see mainstream artists nowadays that are actually, you know, performing live and touring and releasing music who are just that good, Right, so it was just so mm-hmm. special to uh, to witness that. And then the other one that I've been to is the J Balvin concert in 2019 in Toronto. Mm, yeah, I remember and, and yeah, and the thing about him is that his energy is just so great because he's he's all about positive energy. He's all about you know really just spreading that vibe, right? And when he in his concert, he does that like, even more. And his set design and the props he was using and everything was just ridiculous. He had like massive dolls that were like animatronic type things as well. Uh, oh, wow. Very vibrant colors, like all, all kinds of dancers. He had a second kind of elevated stage tower type of thing that he ended up getting on, like for, for like different parts of the show. There's just so much uh, different things happening for the performance. 
and obviously even just with the genre of music like it's gonna get people up it's gonna get them dancing it's gonna have them have the you know the vibe the energy is all gonna be there but his music especially you know really just does a good job of that and the thing about him right he's uh he's from colombia and um for his concert, <laughs> the amount of people who showed up in Colombian jerseys is actually just <laughs> ridiculous. <pretty> <laughs> and I just thought that was pretty funny. It's a man. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like uh, that was also just a really, really good concert. So all three of these concerts are, were incredible and brought different elements to it. And... Like, that's not something you would be able to get without being live, right? Like, yeah. if you watch videos of that happening, you're not going to feel the justice. same type of energy. It's, yeah, exactly. It's never just going to do, do it justice. It can't capture the full, uh, the, the full picture. It can't just, you know, everything that's, everything that's happening, like, you can't, you just can't. Yeah. You know what, honestly, I think it, probably, it would probably take away from the experience at least a little bit if you watch recording of like the live performance before you see it you know what i mean yeah that's, yeah. that's true yeah for sure mm -hmm. yeah and then kind of in the opposite way it's a little bit easier to appreciate the video once you've seen the uh, real thing obviously it's yeah. nowhere near the real thing but you, it, it, it kind of brings you back to that place a little bit whereas before yeah. you wouldn't have had that perspective at all because exactly. honestly if you showed me if you showed me a video of the live performance like the ones that i've seen since if i just mm -hmm. had that to go off of I just be like, why? Why would I go watch that? It's like, looks. It looks a little cool, but like mm. even visually, it just does not hit the same. Mm -hmm. um, even even like uh, videos from arguably better seats that have kind of a little bit better placement of uh, uh, maybe a little bit better better view of the stage. Mm. It's just not. It's not the same at all. The live aspect really brings to it. So yeah. Maybe, uh, how was the John Mayer concert uh, size-wise? Because was he at a stadium? Rogers Arena. Oh, Rogers so, Arena, wow. So smaller, much smaller than BC Place, but still really? a arena, right? So mm -hmm, that's yeah. still a solid size. Yeah, you still yeah. get that a little bit. Yeah, what about yeah. Uh, Jay Balvin? Where was he? Oh, I forget. It was a stadium, though. I just yeah, don't know. Than Rogers? If... I think it was. Yeah, and I don't think it was by much. Yeah, I forget. I forget which exact stadium though. Yeah, I don't know if it's the one that Raptors play in. More. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure which exact one it is, but it's the stadium in Toronto. <laughs> didn't Didn't Little Uzi Vert perform in your parking lot or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that that happened. I didn't go because <laughs> I'm not into music, and uh, that I also had like a like a. Uh, little okay. test that evening okay, yeah yeah uh, yeah have you listened to much of little uzi vert though not much but the stuff he i have heard stuff. wasn't you know it just yeah wasn't he's that. an interesting one i mean he, he's definitely got a lot of songs that i know for a fact that you would not like i i know you've definitely heard some of his like especially his older 2016 stuff back when he yeah, was grouped in with the model rappers Probably. That stuff, yeah, that's not going to be a reality at all. But, uh, what's it called? Oh, God, he's got, uh, what's it called? He's got a lot of really interesting ones nowadays, especially from this latest one, uh, Eternal okay. Take. Not his latest ones, that's a different one. 
from Eternal Take, like uh, you you've heard that one where it's like the, the That Way song where he samples was it the Backstreet Boys or something like that? You heard that nah, one? Nah, I don't think no? I've heard any song that samples the Back Backstreet really? Boys. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Wow. Really? I, who who did um, I want it that way? Who did that song? Was that Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He has one where he samples them a lot, and that that one's a pretty good one. He's got a lot of. He's surprisingly versatile. Huh. Yeah. Maybe a couple of the songs you might actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I haven't really looked at his newer stuff. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, for for Western, we do get some artists that come for like Purple Fest and that those type of events, and. Honestly, even the city of London at Budweiser Arena, where the London Knights play, you get some uh, <laughs> some musicians come. With the Budweiser Arena, that's tough, man. That's so tough. Why? Budweiser, bro, it's so tough. <laughs> yeah. To this day, I've never had a Budweiser, but I'm gonna keep it that way. I don't think I have either. It just there's no appeal. It doesn't seem to be good for anything I've heard. Yeah, I know. No, sir. My weightlifting coach would call it probably mosquito piss. I don't know, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm actually gonna go see John Mulaney there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's got some good stuff. He's got some yeah, good haven't stuff. seen any live comedy, so we'll we'll talk about that once uh, <laughs> once I've yeah, had that experience. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, but stand-up comedy is pretty good. I know we did a little bit about it. It was more of a comedy in general, but yeah, mm-hmm. we could do an episode on that. Once it happens, um, yeah, I I think that's pretty much all the experience I have for live music in terms of those kind of bigger settings. So yeah. I definitely want to talk about like live music in, in other settings as well. Yeah, I mean, I go over my experiences first, I guess, because I have much less than you do. Okay. Um, none that I can recall. Nothing's memorable enough for me to recall off the top of my head. Um, other than like just people on the streets and whatnot, or what? Like I've never. Oh, okay. Think, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like. Yeah. Um, or just if you're at a restaurant, they happen to have like music, live music. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been wowed by any other live music other than maybe Brockhampton the weekend that I've been to. Off the oh, top okay. of my head. Yeah. Um. Honestly, bro, closest would be fucking assemblies at school, bro. bro. Sometimes, sometimes they hit different, bro. Sometimes the band would hit different. That was, okay. uh, that was a rare occasion sometimes. But yeah. other than that, I just I don't think I've had much experience. And I feel like a lot of the um, a lot of the music that gets played live commonly at a lot of these smaller places, smaller venues, mm-hmm. and whatnot, it's just not the type of music I'm interested in. So that's probably a big uh, reason why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember some really good live music in, in smaller settings, right? Uh, some of them are, are jazz clubs, right? I've been to a jazz club in New Orleans as well as one in uh, Havana in, in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And both of those were just incredible. Like, you just you just don't even understand how good some people are. Like, those people aren't even, like, actually famous or anything like that. But their levels that they're playing at is... Honestly, just just incredible. Mm, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and the energy of those things are just so different because it's much more intimate, right? And mm-hmm. they're so much closer to the action as well, right? So, 
both physically, like because we're closer, the sound is different, right? A lot of like times, uh, some of those instruments are not even mic'd up, depending on depending on the specific setting, right? Mm -hmm. And also just the overall feeling and vibe that kind of uh, closeness brings intimacy, right? And that that's a different type of connection that you will feel with the artists, mm -hmm. with the people who are around you, right? And yeah, like for for those things, I definitely think it's better in in those settings than than in uh, actual stadiums, right? Because those aren't really theatrical in, in those respects. And in terms of the music, for like for what it is, I feel like presented in that format in that setting, like at least for me, I get so much more out of it. Right. Yeah. And compared to just listen to those styles of music, that level of jazz, for example, on records, like, the live, what's happening in those uh, club settings, like it's, it's just, it's just better, right? Like, it's better because of the energy, because mm -hmm. honestly, in, in like studio recordings, a lot of it, you know, with, with just mastering, with mixing, and, and with like the 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 recording stuff, like some of it sounds more clean, right? The levels, everything is, you know, really well controlled and overall listening experience that like, you definitely get some, like there's some things that are just better with the, with the studio, studio recordings, right? But with the live, mm. it's an energy that, that, that really captures it. Right. When you, when you're able to feel that energy and, and see what's happening and, yeah, I think I think that part is what makes me like him more. Yeah, I misheard you. I thought you said pseudo recordings, but I understand now. Studio recordings. Studio, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, sir. I understand. I understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to say, like that that just keeps reminding me of the weekend, man. Because such a baller, man. Only he can make a live performance sound so good. Maybe yeah, no, that's no. probably not. Yeah. Like, honestly, he he sounds fantastic. Obviously, he will, he would use like various equipment and effects to oh, be yeah. able to get to that level a lot. Yeah, and, like right? the mic has like reverb and stuff on it, obviously. So like that goes a long way to make it sound uh, even better. So it's not like it's just his raw voice or it's like acapella or anything like that. Yeah. But have you ever heard of the uh, BBC Studio recordings he did way back when? I don't. Maybe once because that does sound familiar. But yeah, he's got. I don't. Some I don't remember it exactly. That he recorded when he went to the BBC. He just recorded a bunch of the songs yeah. off the trilogy. Um, and it's, I forget what it is, but it's kind of like, it's more acoustic or something like that. I think, I think it is acoustic. But, oh, such an incredible job. Absolutely insane. Um, lost my train of thought there, but yeah, just crazy. Mm -hmm. What is that sound? Oh, it's the, uh, my pen clicking. Bruh. Why are you doing this? I don't know. <laughs> moving moving your hands actually aids in uh, verbal fluency. Did you know that? Yeah. If you if you tie your hands behind your back, if you get kidnapped and people tie your hands behind your back and they ask you to recite poetry, you're gonna have a harder time doing it, bro. Trust. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. And that's even if you weren't stressed about getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's yeah, I mean, you see it with people in public speaking as well as uh, people giving lectures. And then you also see it a lot depending on the on the culture. People use their hands to communicate big time. And a lot of, a lot of the times that 
if they can't use their hand, they just have a much more difficult time, you know, even even getting their thought out of expressing themselves, right? So I could, I definitely see uh, what you're saying, what what you're saying, even without actually you know reading on stuff or thinking about the example you gave. Just from the stuff I've, I've uh, personally seen in action, I, I could draw that conclusion. Uh, but anyway, back to the topic of live music. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are like other cities, maybe not quite as small as a club. That you know, with uh, my many years playing uh, jazz, like concerts in you know, like school gyms, right? Um, concerts in like uh, theaters that are much smaller than you know arenas, but also much bigger than clubs. All right, so like some of those settings, I have. Mm-hmm witnessed, have heard, I have experienced some really great music as well. Um, like, some of them, like some of the bigger gym, it almost kind of feel a little bit closer to the stadium, but at the same time, because you're still having floor seating, and like it's only one part of the, of the, of the gym, like it's, it, it, it doesn't feel nearly as big. And the way the sound is and everything also just isn't the same with those huge speakers and, and those things that you will have uh, yeah. like at the weekend, right? So so for those, like even though there's some aspect that are kind of somewhat overall, it is still very different. Then obviously in those actual theaters and, and you know, settings yeah. closer to that, it's, uh, it's also say, just different. Yeah, I mean, I've only been in those situations a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like... The Bell Center, it was, was yeah. what it's called? Yeah. I feel like that's probably, is that sort of like what you're talking about right now? Yeah, in terms of the theater type, yeah. Yeah, theater. I, th- I feel like, I like the theater type because it's not as intimate as like the smaller live shows you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's like you said, closer to like the stadium sort of stuff. And I personally am kind of a fan of that. Yeah. Um, Personally, I think I'd almost feel awkward if I was in, like, a tiny little club, just, like, in a jazz club, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Unless it's, like, pretty substantial. Because in my head, I always imagine, like, a super small club. I don't know why. Huh. But, like, a super small club with, like, five tables or something. That's all, that's what I'm imagining right now. Okay. Yeah, um, I, don't, I think usually they're a bit bigger than that. Yeah, they're usually yeah. a bit bigger than that. But, yeah. But uh, the theater, it's kind of nice. There's, like, a separation between, like, there's more of a separation between, like, the viewers and whoever's performing or... If it's mm-hmm. a big group performing, it takes even more int- intimacy out of it. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, what about like a cathedral setting with like a choir? I feel like that's pretty good too. The acoustic in those type of places yeah, is just nuts. insane, right? And also the setting is just so unique and different from other places you will watch where you will watch a performance. So uh, there, there are many uh, different you know cool aspects about it. I remember being in several uh, cathedral, very famous ones in Europe, and like. Uh, I think I was actually in Notre Dame, like when when some group was there singing. Oh wow! So uh, that that was pretty cool. Obviously, I wasn't there to watch them; it just kind of happened. I was only there briefly, and those group of people just happened to be there performing. So, yeah, like so, I do. I have actually witnessed that live, and and that was cool. I've also been to mass in St. Peter's Cathedral in the Vatican City. Oh, that's really cool. And for a part of it, it was, uh, there was some singing done, right? But mm, that one yeah. was different because there were so many people there 
right? Uh, so it was crowded, and people were also engaged. So it's we would you you know you you're not there watching a performance, right? So it's a different type different, of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious, did they do? You know, if they did the mass in Latin or in they do it in Italian? I think it was Latin. Eesh. My classical. Uh, I mean, uh, at least for some of the songs, it was definitely not Latin. Oh yeah. Yeah. The rest I wasn't paying that much attention to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I definitely want to go to Mass in St. Petersburg, even though I'm not religious anymore. It just seems like... like I, did you... Uh, St. Peter's there, Cathedral, you... not St. Peter's. Oh, not... Oh, not St. Sp- Saint... No, not St. Petersburg. Did I say St. Petersburg? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not even in the cathedral. Uh, St. Peter's Square. You know St. Peter's Square? Right outside of the cathedral. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, uh, wait. Do they do masses outside, or do they yeah. do some sort of addresses outside? Yeah, dude, that'd be dope to be in. Well, the, so what happens is some people don't get in, like because oh, there's so only they have speakers. Yeah. So they have screens and speakers. So a lot of people gather outside when it's happening. There might mm-hmm. be specific things that they would do. Like only in, like the square, like the whole thing will take place outside. Like I definitely think that's that's possible, but for yeah. like the mass, like it was held inside. It was just also having the screens and speakers outside for a lot of people to gather outside as well to watch who couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about that as an experience? I'm curious. Obviously, it's not like it live was. Music, it, so. it, it, it was very unique. It was. Yeah. Yeah, like there's honestly nothing quite like that. Yeah. 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 I think a big part is the setting, like the way everything is built. Like it makes you feel a certain type of way. Yeah. Wonder what it'd be like to watch a performance in an amphitheater. Yeah. Wonder how the acoustics are there. I mean, honestly, there's so many different like sorts of stadiums or. Yeah, I guess stadiums from like ancient times. There are different designs okay. for that sort of stuff. They'd be yeah. very interesting to see because they had some interesting stuff going on. Obviously, I don't think all of the venues were designed for live music, but mm. a lot of different cultures had some interesting acoustic things set up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been to I've been to theaters where they would do opera concerts, right? Like mm. uh, Queen Elizabeth Theater. You know, honestly, pretty good. Oh yeah, and uh, I was in Bologna, and I saw a opera show there, and that that building, the the performance, uh, you know, setting was also just it was pretty cool, because for that one it was more old school, right? They had different levels, right? Uh, so I so it's like a little booth, mm, yeah. right? So there are multiple levels, and each of them have, like, multiple booths that that has, like, you know, a viewing into, onto the stage, right? And they would just have, like, multiple chairs in each booth. Then, obviously, there's, like, the more central and traditional seating as well. It was the booth on the sides going up the levels, right? So it was a really cool setting, and the performance and everything was, was really good. And I definitely think opera is one of those things that you definitely want to watch live. Like, honestly, like 
listening to that type of music on recording is just so much worse. Like it's still good because of performance, like the artistic aspect, the way people could show their emotion and make their voice do those type of things and the overall composition, like so many, you know, great and beautiful, you know, aspect about it. But live it just hits different because you get to see the facial expressions you get to feel uh the the, the entire just vibrations in in the building right mm -hmm. and uh, obviously the live band there you know you, it because what you have is like there's a there will be a part that's kind of under and in front of the stage so you wouldn't really mm, yeah, see yeah. them, right? That's that where the live band is. Yeah, they have that in Queen Elizabeth, right? Yeah, they have it. Yeah. yeah, because if you're gonna do opera show, that is how it's supposed to be done, right? That's kind of where the live band is supposed to be. Uh, yeah. Some some of the music is like for sound effect. It's it's more much more similar to, I guess, scores in, in movies, right? It's mm -hmm. try to tell the story, right? Because uh, someone like opera saying so much is about uh, the the emotion and the story as opposed to other you know songs. Like it's uh, theater, right? It's uh, it's, yeah, like it's a more, more traditional. Yeah. yeah, it's a traditional type yeah. of music theater. Like it's like Broadway, but but classical. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a yeah. classical musical almost. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, for those things, obviously, live is just gonna be yeah. completely different. There's just so many different. things you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, which is a common theme in all of these different settings, all of these type of music, right? Like there's just so many different things you're able to do live, and as a as someone as a member of the audience going to these different things, you're gonna be able to appreciate them more because you get to experience these nuances and these uh, things that video and audio recordings just can't capture mm -hmm, 100% yeah I mean I never really realized that until the weekend concert mm -hmm. even the Brockhampton concert even though I thought it was really good and I quite enjoyed it a lot it, the the biggest thing that struck me is sort of like the just being surrounded by so many people and watching the performance that was the biggest thing but for the weekend Obviously, that was such a big factor of it, too, because it was just such a massive stadium, and the lights shot up. It was crazy. But um, I never realized, like, the sound, the sights, everything is just... The sensory experience is just on a different level, bro. Yeah. You lose so much when you digitize it and put it on a fucking screen in exactly. front of you instead of just being there live, yeah. And something about, like, the human connection and the energy of the audience as mm -hmm. well, right? It's kind of how everyone reacts. It's how the people around you move. Right, it's seeing people, you know, yeah. stand up and dance from like across across a room, across a stadium, or whatever. Yeah, it's really really incredible. And what Dana and I was talking <laughs> about is how like some people, like, well, what we're talking about is how a lot of artists, you know, they're not always going to be touring, right? And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of artists, like, they, they'll still be around making music, but they're not going to be like. It, it, you know, in their prime, quote unquote, right? Like um, when they're putting out great music and they're touring and they're being active in that sense and they're putting on great shows, like, when you get the opportunity, go try and see them, 
because they're not always going to be doing that, right? So opportunities, if you mm-hmm. miss it, like it's not just going to come by again, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so... Uh, like, I mean, once you finish the after hour till, till Dantra, for example, like no one's ever going to, anyone who didn't see it is never going to have the chance to have that experience. Mm-hmm, and, exactly. Like, honestly, that's like how, like, what, The weekend's going to release some more albums, go on another tour. How long? You can't top that. You can't. Mm. There's no way. (laughs) Like, bro, what the fuck? That's insane. Yeah. I I literally cannot. Like, so much work must have gone into making that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just the fact that we have the chance to see that. I don't know. It's like watching Michael Jackson be resurrected from the dead or something, bro. It's crazy. Honestly, Mm-hmm. In so many ways, I, he, there is actually just a lot of similarities between him and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. just the performance he puts on, it seems like he he puts so much work into obviously the music, but then mm-hmm. the live performance and like the this I I don't know how much of a hand he played in like the set design and stuff like that, but I'm sure there was some input from him. Oh yeah, he's always been very. He's always been. That, that's one thing that sets him apart from a lot of artists, and that you really see it in the live show. I think is. How much attention the detail he puts into mm-hmm. everything that he produces, you know, like yeah. the the albums have a consistent uh, sort of feel to them. Mm-hmm. From album to album, there's a sort of consistency. Um, and other artists just don't put in that sort of effort. And same thing for the live performance. Like, I don't well, like not even Travis Scott is that busted. Yeah. I mean, a huge part of that is a lot of artists don't quite have the same degree of clarity in their style and in their mm-hmm. voice where he's he knows exactly about his identity as an artist right so he knows exactly yeah. what what he's about what he wants to convey and, and the entire style and tone and all of that like, like it's it's very clear to him like he wants to express that accurately yeah right? it's surgical so so he one part is like he actually knows that and second is the effort like you're talking about of actually wanting to capture that and uh, show show off that, and really just uh, stay true to it and be accurate, right? So, yeah, it's just incredible. That was an incredible concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's and it is it is going to those concerts, having those experiences that make the conversation Daniel and I had so true. Like if you get the chance to see your favorite artist, I take that chance, man. Like. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. it's a very worthwhile experience. Live music in so many of the forms, it's just so worth it. And uh, if there are opportunities to see some great live music in smaller settings, like in your area, you know, look into those. Could be could be a great way to spend uh, some of your time. What do you think about music festivals, George? See, I'm not a big fan of music festivals in in the and walking in various ways, right? Some of it is the logistics, right? Uh, where mm-hmm. we were staying, the, the food situation, um, you know, showering and, and various uh, things like that. Uh, other is uh, the lineup of artists, right? Uh, a lot of artists that I like won't necessarily be at like a festival setting. And mm-hmm. then the thing that really gets me is the overall energy, right? Really? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, because like, when it comes to festivals like that, you know, it's people uh, on the floor standing, mm-hmm. right? 
and uh, it's uh, it's a lot of like the partying vibe, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of people who are kind of wanting to get lost, right? So, you know, a, a lot of that I'm just uh, just not not into. Yeah, it reminds me when I went to to Fade. I had a couple interesting experiences there. Like I was like, yo, why are these people like? Because I was I was nineteen back then, and all my friends had already been to like a lot of friends that I went with had been into like the raving scene and whatnot. Okay. And I was like, yo, why is everyone chewing their bracelets, man? Like, oh, yo, they're rolling off Molly right now, bro. I was like, yo, everyone's on Molly, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then also like you're saying it's like the sort of like on the floor experience. I mean, I'm a small guy, bro. So like, I don't, I'm not trying to get crushed out there. Props to all the small people out there. Cause that, especially when you have like really high party stuff on there. Like, oh, like the, I remember in Brockhampton when I went to Brockhampton and that's Brockhampton. That's not even a music festival. That's not even faded. Yeah. Uh, they, they had to be pulling people out from the front before the show even started. Because mm. apparently, Brockhampton fans just go nuts. Um, but I remember when I did go to Faded, uh, we had the opportunity to not be part of the floor, which was preferential because they had like a little Rogers section for like Rogers customers, and they could bring in a couple friends. And we had just enough peoples with Rogers we could bring everybody up there. For a, nice. So it was like a slightly elevated stage, a little further away, and there was like a max amount of people on it. Mm-hmm. And we were chilling. It was so nice, very calm. Till Tory Lanez got up on stage and he's like, "Yo, if you guys don't turn up over there, I'm a crowd surf over there and beat your ass or something like that." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was pretty little mouth. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, probably no, can't. I think a lot of it is that also the it, the music they do play. A lot of these music festivals is more up my alley, kind of like what you talked yeah. about, but the opposite. So yeah, but faded. I, I should have gone this year. Don Toliver was there. Mm-hmm. After seeing the weekend, I'm like, damn, I should have gone with set just to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think that like a lot. I could see why a lot of people like it, right? But mm-hmm. you know, for for the three main reasons I gave, the logistics, a lot of it, you know, just you know, making it difficult and unpleasant in, in various ways, and then like the type of music, a lot of the times it's not going to be ones I actually like, and the third one, the most important one, the overall vibe of like how how it actually is, it just not kind of. The, the, the setting, yeah, just not, just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Aren't there, they, they probably do, like, jazz music festivals, no? Is that, is that a thing? Uh, uh, it's, it's, I mean, stuff are called festivals, but uh, they're, they're very different. Yeah, uh, they're, they're not the same like, as, like, the, yeah, like, is what I'm thinking for, about. For one, they have seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, yeah, that's where uh, you change. Yeah, it, I don't know, man. It's it's very different. It's not Dude. the type of like festival Come that you're talking about. Dude, you just gotta roll up to the jazz music festivals with like little beat bracelets, rolling off Molly, short shorts. Te- Again, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, plenty <laughs> of people are on drugs at jazz festivals. It is oh, a type. It. Like, Honestly, the amount of jazz artists that that were addicts, such are addicts, oh, addicts. slash oh, are, have uh, overdosed and and whatever, like it, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, no, it's history. Honestly, it, it, it's pretty sad. Like uh, I, I think mean, that they're all gonna be like smoking weed or something, but dang, I guess not. Nah, I mean you know that's also a thing, right? Oh yeah, it's, that's it's gonna be a thing, I guess, at all of them. Yeah. 
But yeah. maybe Christian gospel music festivals that might not be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know too much about exactly uh, how everything is, but I'm just saying it is definitely possible that a decent amount of people are on some type of drug, even at jazz festivals. That would not be surprising at all mm-hmm. to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which uh, which genre of music or what type of festival, but like the ones that where they have mosh pits, like also just like not bro, like what? Come on now. Mm. Yeah, as long as I have the chance to not be involved in the mosh pit, as long as I can have some semblance of personal space if I choose to, okay. like that's the wave. Okay. But like, yeah, a lot of times being on the floor, especially, I mean, if you're a tall guy and you're bigger than the average person that's in there, mm-hmm. then I could see it being all right. Um, especially because a lot of those people they're off drugs, uh, off drugs, and if you're off drugs, then you're probably not going to care all that much. Um, but otherwise, it's like I remember the first Brockhampton concert we went to. My sister was like, oh, "I want to go to the mosh pit. I want to go to the mosh pit." And why? Like, I was like, Yo. <laughs> and like a few minutes before it started, I'm like, "I'm okay. You can be in the mosh pit if you want, but I'm gonna go up to the bleachers." Uh, and she's like, oh, "Okay, fine. I'll go to the bleachers with you." And she was very thankful we did that, bro. Because once the show got started, she did nothing. He just did not <laughs> want to be there, bro. <laughs> not, not with her uh, build, no sir, no yeah. way. That would have been rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, with all of these things, like, uh, whether I like it or you like it, you know, they definitely is an experience that some people are off, uh, are, uh, you know, wanting. And it's, like, the reason why they are offered at, at these events. And, mm, yeah, um, it's popular, yeah. Yeah, and, and in terms of live music, in terms of, like, the overall experience that you would get, like, you know, if that is what you're into, you're not going to be able to get that without being, you know, at a live music event, right? Mm-hmm. being at those specific live music events so yeah yeah so like we may not like it i mean i like it and whatever but it's still like benefits of uh live music to some people right so i'm glad that we brought that up and as a final thing before we do the highlights and finish episode is that i want to mention a great performance that i have seen at a jazz festival a jazz festival where you know, you have you have workshops, you have different performances in different venues, and you have a main stage uh, show area as well with the main evening concert. And one of the one of the you know main performers in one of the concerts is a guy named Joey DeFrancisco. He is an absolute masterful performer, incredible musician, even better live. The energy he has, the way he interacts with the crowds. The way he gets people, you know, really just feeling the music. And the overall group is just amazing. And um, he, he's just fantastic with uh, piano, with trumpet, and singing. And also, I really like listening to his uh, record that he did with Van Morrison. Really great. And, uh, yeah, it definitely, definitely something I remember being absolutely fantastic. But recently, maybe last week or something like that, he suddenly passed away. Oh, so, I was about uh, to say, dude, so that was in my head for some reason, bro. R.I.P., bro. Dude, I was just thinking, I, that's so crazy. I was literally just, I don't know why that was in my head, but I just had the idea that he was dead for some reason. I don't know why. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I think it was like 50, early 50s, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that was not in my head. I thought he was young. I don't know why, but yeah, that's just, that's crazy. 
great uh great blues great jazz you know the, the stuff that he was you know just doing was really good yeah very memorable performance uh, in terms of like out of all the all, all out of all the ones i've seen back when i was uh, in jazz band in high school that was definitely a standout for sure yeah so yeah that why when i saw the news i like, yo that that's very sudden and I was just thinking about how good his performance was and in this episode. I didn't want to mention that. And also, you know, give a R.I.P. to him. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, so live music, absolutely fantastic. If you get the chance to experience it in these many ways, you know, go for it. Figure out which exact type you like. You know, we've definitely uh, shared a lot of uh, our experiences and even ones that uh, that once we have seen and not experienced ourselves, so just kind of know about. And yeah, let's uh, finish up so with highlights of the week. What would you say, Lorenzo? I mean, the highlight from two weeks ago, because it's been a hot second since I've done one. Definitely the weekend concert, bro. Damn, that, that's crazy. That's like a highlight of the year, honestly, bro. Yeah. That was wild, dude. That was so good. Um, otherwise, I think another highlight uh, went camping again. That was a lot of fun. Very good. Went to Cat Lake. Up in Squamish, it was really good. Yeah. Um, campsite was awesome because it was like three campsites all kind of grouped together, six person max per each. Yeah. Um, so we had like twelve people or eleven people or something like that, which was really not really fun. I think the more people you go camping with, the more fun it is. Uh, the lake was awesome. It's actually had a really good time on the lake, which is getting the water than that. Yeah, I got in the water. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You yeah, know, we were out I was there. talking we about had, it. You know, I, before, I think a big like, part of it too is we had some fucking dope inflatables. Because um, we had like a weird yeah. little inflatable island with a bunch of cup holders. And we set up like a little canopy on it. That's what I was talking canopy. about, man. That was lit. Yeah, I was lit. Yeah. And then we also had the air track out there. Uh, which is like for gymnastics. It's not oh, okay. water, obviously. But yeah. we filled it up with floats and hey, bro, we're lit. That was, that was kind of fun. <laughs> no, I didn't end up playing chicken with anybody, but I really wanted to. On the thing. Oh. It last the longest, kind of like sumo yeah. wrestling type beat. Yeah. Uh, there was a rope swing. That was a lot of fun. Until uh, I yeah, did front flip onto my back into the water. And I made my back hurt a lot. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I could see myself doing that doing that a lot more. I wonder if a wetsuit would help with that. I don't know. It'll help a bit. It'll help a bit for sure. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Um... But that, like, yeah, I know, that, that camping trip was a lot of fun. Really, awesome. really good. Yeah. That's good to hear, man. Good. And then also, school's starting soon, so that's another highlight, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just say my highlight as the weekend concert, you know. There are also some other stuff, but since uh, we're a little bit behind schedule, I'm recording these, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. somewhat close to each other. Uh, I'll leave some of the other highlights for a different episode. So for this one, I think it's very fitting to say the weekend concert. That was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we haven't gotten the chance to bring it up in previous episodes, I definitely want to wanna use this episode to really just highlight that. All right. So I think that's going to be it from us this week. Well, I don't know if Rim is going to be with us for the next episode we'll see yeah I guess. we'll see he, we'll see hopefully he replies yeah but we will be back with the other episode very soon yeah thank you for listening <laughs>